Welcome everyone, live from Headspace Echuca in Victoria, Australia. You're listening to St. Joseph's College Echuca Gambling Harm Podcast on Live HFM. My name is Desita and my co-hosts today are James, Anthony, Grace, Willem and Patty. And our special guest today is Joe, a gambler, Gambler's Help Community Engagement Worker. Um, okay, first question, um, what is Gambler's Help? So Gambler's Help is a program that is there for people who have been harmed by gambling and that can be um, someone who's experiencing gambling harm from their own gambling or someone who's experiencing gambling harm from someone else. So we will also support people who've been affected um, by other people's gambling. That's good. Um, How do you support gamblers and their families? So the Gamblers Help program, we have therapeutic counsellors, a bit like um, the counselling, the same sort of counselling service that we heard just from Rachel from Headspace. We also have financial counsellors. So um, a lot of times people come with a lot of financial um, problems because, you know, they're struggling to pay bills because they're, they're gambling or they're... Um, their partner may be gambling, so we can help them with the financial aspect, which is often huge. Um, so there's a lot we can do around that. Um, yeah, and we also refer out to other services as well. That's a big part of the program. So if there's other um, supports that they need, we'll look at other services that can support them. Um, what are the barriers to people seeking help? So as we heard with um, Fred, there's a lot of shame and stigma around gambling and um, a lot of people will go to great lengths to hide the fact that they're gambling. So that is probably one of the biggest barriers to people not seeking help, apart from the fact that, you know, they may not want to stop, which is why at Gambler's Help you don't have to stop um, gambling to access our service. It's about harm minimisation. So we can help if they don't want to stop but they want to reduce how much they're spending, then we can work with them around that as well. What is the best approach when trying to guide a gambler to seek help? So that's a really good question. Um, I mean, it's it's difficult because as we heard off Fred, oftentimes when people come to seek help, it's because they're absolutely at rock bottom um, and obviously – what we try to do, what my role is as a community engagement worker is to go out and to raise awareness around gambling, try and reduce the stigma around it and the shame to help people to seek help um, and just, yeah, provide education around that and hopefully talk about the program, what's available with what help is available. Um, so that's what we try to do. Um, but it, it is pretty tough to get people to come into this program to seek help for gambling. So, um, yeah, we try a lot of different ways to raise awareness around the harms and, and what services are available. Um, is there a particular group of people who gamblers help support more than others? So we probably we probably would support affected those that are affected by gambling harm just as much as what we support those who are gambling. Um, so as far as um, a, a sort of a cohort, whether it's people who are experiencing mental health conditions, family violence, drug and alcohol addiction, 
there is quite a large percentage of that population group that are more at risk of experiencing gambling harm. Um, so often there will be underlying um, and co-occurring issues like drug and alcohol, um, family violence, mental health conditions. So often I suppose you could say that um, that could be the groups that we most likely deal with, but at the same time, gambling harm can affect anyone. So, yeah, it's sort of it, like any addiction, it doesn't discriminate. Um, what are the steps involved to prevent or stop gambling? Um, so the steps, well, as Fred said, I mean, one of the big steps is to um, to recognise that it is a problem. Um the problem with um, with the gambling, and I've heard this many times when I've been out in the community, for instance, last, actually just the Tuesday gone, I was speaking to someone and she said she put $90,000 through the pokies machine in one year and it wasn't until it paid out and everyone in the venue was clapping her and saying, wow, you know, you've won the jackpot. And she said, but I was sitting there looking at the venue attendant saying, come on, come on, are we done now? Because she said, I just wanted to keep gambling. And she said, that's when I realised I had a problem, which I found really um, quite astounding that she had recognised she was gambling $90,000 and didn't see that as a problem. But the fact that she wanted to keep gambling when she won was her wake-up call. And I think Fred's was different. So I suppose um, everyone could be different to, you know, to when they realise it and what steps I would take um, to to address it. But definitely gambler's help would be a great step. Awesome. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to St. Joseph's College of Chuka Gambling Harm Podcast on Live FM, live from Headspace of Chuka in Victoria, Australia. My name is Nasita and my co-hosts today are James, Anthony, Grace, Willem and Patty. And today our special guest, is Joe a gambler's help community engagement worker? Um, so just a question: How can people get in contact with Gambler's Help? Well, Gambler's Help, um, there's agencies all across Victoria. Um, the Gambler's Help from Anglicare Victoria, which is where I work, we cover the Loddon Mallee region, which is why we're in Echuca today. But um, yeah, you can access Gambler's Help by by ringing their 1800 858 858 number and they can put you in contact with the local Gambler's Help agency in their region. If you're in the Loddon Compassby region, then you can call us on 1800 244 323 and um, an intake worker will go through and um, get your details and they'll allocate a worker who can start um, supporting you. Um, is there programs that you guys put Gambler's gamblers into well we we are a program so when um, someone comes in who's affected by gambling harm they can access therapeutic counseling so they've got access to a counselor either via phone zoom or face-to-face for as long as they need it like it's not a four or five session and then you're done it's for as long as they need it Um, and the same with the financial counseling program we can put them into that um, to get help them with their finances, and um, there's they could they do great a great job um, supporting people who can't pay bills. Um, and there's other programs that our funding body, the Victorian Responsible Gambling Foundation, um, have, such as 
um, a peer support group, which is we refer to a lot. So that's people who have a lived experience with gambling. It might be their gambling or someone else's gambling and they can um, they will ring someone who's seeking help through a gambler's help program just to touch base, see how they're going, which is it's good for people to see, oh, this person's been through what I've been and come out the other side. Um, so there's that and we also have a um, partnership with um, the Alfred called Gambling Minds who if it's a little bit more complex, they have um, mental health clinicians, psychiatrists that can also work with our therapeutic counsellors to support people who are affected by gambling harm. Is the feeling of gambling an ongoing or a one-off feeling? So when I have spoken to people, and I think this is different, it's very, it would be very individual for everyone, but um, for those where it has become a life-controlling um, addiction, it would be continuing um, for sure. Um, there are some people that I talk to and they may only gamble when they're um, being drug-affected. And for them, they say, if I get off these drugs, I won't gamble. So it can be um, different for everyone, but generally gambling um, for those, like we heard off Fred, it can be very, very hard to stop and something that consumes them, yeah. Why did you start this organisation to help gamblers? Um, so Gamblers Help was started uh, probably about 11 maybe 12 years ago now. Um, so it was started, I mean, it's come, it's it's developed a long way, but when it started, you know, they um, realised that they needed some form of support. So gambling was a problem in the community. People were being harmed. So they were looking at putting in supports for people who are experiencing gambling harm. And also um, with venues that had the pokey machines, they needed... Um, people to go in there and to train venue staff how to recognise gambling harm as well and to try and prevent prevent that. So there's there was quite a few reasons around that um, and the program has sort of developed a lot since there where we have now um, my role where we go out and promote awareness about the program, about harms that can happen through gambling. Um, you know, we have the therapeutic counsellors, the financial counsellors, we have programs like this where we go into schools and we talk to young people about gambling um, and the harms and the help services that are out there. Um, so yeah, it's it has um, it's it's sort of an ongoing, um, I suppose, looking at the community's needs and adapting to that. Yeah. Um, what is the worst case you've seen? Well, I. I mean, it's just from some cases that I've heard of, but gambling can be quite consuming um, and it's like any addiction. So with um, drugs and alcohol, people need to go to the stronger substance to get the same sort of hit from it and it's the same with a gambler. So a gambler who has been gambling a long time needs to go to the higher odds to get the same sort of reaction 
And um, so, you know, I've heard of people working in casinos that say people come in, they'll put a whole house deposit down because they have the higher bets and the um, the bigger um, the bet, the, the bigger the, um, you know, the rush they get. But, you know, we've heard of cases where, because there's a lot of shame and stigma around it, where someone's um, woken up in the morning and opened the door and someone's come to repossess the house and the car because the partner's been gambling, unbeknownst to them, hasn't been paying any of the bills. Um, you know, there's so many stories, people that have never had any um, criminal convictions before uh, end up can end up in the corrections centre, in prisons because of crime committed to fund their gambling habit. And there was one lady who missed her son's wedding, her father's funeral. Um, she wasn't a criminal. Um, she did steal from her employer to fund her gambling habit. But, um, you know, it's, it's, a, it, it's a very sad thing what gambling can take away from people and there are some there's some really sad stories out there um there's probably some that are just a bit too hard to talk about to be honest um thank you that's all we have time for today thank you to our guest joe um it's been a great pleasure talking to you today live from headspace Echuca in victoria australia you've been listening to saint joseph's college Echuca gambling harm podcast on live fm my name is Nasita and my co-hosts today were James, Anthony, Grace, Willem and Patty. Thank you for joining us today and we hope you, we hope you have found this information today useful. Until next time, have a great day.